I'm legally blind. This is the most successful podcast to come out of Monkey County, Oklahoma. You are now tuned in to the Hat Trick Podcast with your host, Drew D. Brain Branson. I will podcast for straight booze. And Dustin D. Crab Crabtree. You can't crack the crab. And Michael D.M. Paul. I'm ready to stop eating that spicy chicken. Al Capone does my shirts. What's that up there at the top? What? Uh, the big thing up there at the top. <laughs> that arrow? Uh, no. That. The sound wave. What sound wave? You gotta be fucking kidding me. I mean, I see normal sound waves. Did you cut? He made a. I didn't cut that off. I saved. Uh, I made a gap. Oh, you actually oh. saved it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna use it, but. Oh, so like whenever you put that over, it's not gonna be in there? I will delete it. Sweet. Cool. I'm glad you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, guys, if you hadn't noticed, we're back from our week break. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's been, well, God dang, we were on break for a little while. It's been like five minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we only finished at like yeah. 11. <laughs> Sorry, you guys had to uh, wait a whole week, but hey, we're back, and <laughs> we're all smiling. That's what matters. Um <laughs> Michael was passed out. Um, I did. Which, you know, he was really quiet in the last episode. So I poured some hot sauce down his throat. <laughs> now we're all awake. Yep. He did. <laughs> I have bile reaching my throat. Uh, it's that good old acid reflux. I have some omeprazole in there. Part of the joy in life is learning to deal with the pain. Mm. And I'm, I enjoy life. So, okay. Like right now I'm like at a low moment because I'm in pain. <laughs> But, like, <laughs> later on, I'll be up here. Well, it's not, like, an instant fix. I mean, it's just... Then why would you take it? Because it makes it go away after a bit. Oh, really? See, like, anything that I take, mm-hmm. it has to work right then, or I don't use it. Well. Cocaine, meth. <laughs> Ibuprofen 800s. Yeah. Tums. <laughs> Ludens. <laughs> Fucking. Ricola. What is that? Uh, ether? Ether, yeah. It's n- nothing darker than a man in the depths of Neither Binge. So I thought about sending some whiskey to these fellows uh-huh. and uh, just sending them like, because it's a, it's a bottle of whiskey that I want, I'd like to try to drink because my favorite comedian, um, it's like, it's his brand of scotch or whiskey or whatever he makes. Uh-huh. So I think actually, no, it's not even, because he drinks scotch all the time, but he makes tequila and like his yeah. brand is tequila. And I thought about buying some of it. It's like $150 for one bottle. <laughs> Fuck and that. And sending it to these guys who drink whiskey. And being like, you know, look, I haven't drank liquor since I was 19. <laughs> Long story. And just like leaving it at that. Uh, I don't, I just quick fixes came up and that's what tequila makes me think of. Oh. But, tequila makes you think of quick fixes? Yeah. So who are you wanting to send it to? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I'll explain later. That way everybody knows, just not the guys over the microphones. Yeah. Okay, so we are talking about JFK part two. Part dos. 
All my exes should live in Texas. Oh yes, this one will be called "All my exes should live in Texas." <laughs> yep. Which, you know, there's a little bit of a backstory in this. I want to <laughs> kind of iterate this in. Touch base on. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, so Drew's ex, <laughs> the one we previously talked about, always wanted to live in Texas. <laughs> now we have a reason. <laughs> Honey, here's your boarding pass. You go live your dreams. <sighs> Mr. Oswald, you ready? Oh, God. <laughs> Ruby. Ruby. She's not important enough to get shot in the head by Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Anybody's important enough. <laughs> if you pay the amount of money. Okay, well, we're talking about the assassin of the president here. I'll, I'll, I'll be a hitman for the right amount of money. Oh, Michael. <laughs> As I said on the intro that we had to X out while ago, <laughs> I don't really wish anything bad against my ex, but Dustin has... Anyways, if her family listens to this, she doesn't know what a podcast is. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're talking about John F. Kennedy, Martin part Luther two. King Jr. Now, we... We said in the first episode, we talk, kind of talked about his life, uh, presidency, you know, being sick, kind of like the mistresses, stuff like that. Um, one person, what's so fucking funny? <laughs> huh? Dustin's getting defensive <laughs> in his being up late. <laughs> I get a little lippy. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. I just got a notification from my racing game. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be funny if y'all were just sitting there talking about, you know, more. Or... <laughs> yeah, and you just hear. Vroom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, go ahead and put your phone up. Uh, That's where my notes are, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> notes. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you say notes, you mean? <laughs> you mean Gran Turismo Five? <laughs> yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fate uh, of the Furious. <laughs> Copyright 2017. <laughs> yes. Anyways, back to what you were saying before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> okay, so I talked about one of JFK's mistresses towards the end that had potential ties to the mob. Um, now, her well, her name was Judith, Judith Exner. Mm -hmm. Is that what I said? Um she was kind of like a conduit between JFK and mobster Sam Gaincia. Yeah, so I, he has a weird... Yeah, I can't... Like, sounds like a mobster. <laughs> I can't fucking pronounce shit, so it just comes out however. Um, now, like this one, this lady said that she had to have an abortion after she became pregnant by JFK. Um, explained that he was like really caring about her feelings and stuff like that. But she, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's probably like, you know, Robert Kennedy is like, hey, you, you gotta, you gotta have yeah. an abortion. Um, As we said in the last episode, Robert was like kind of his handler almost yeah. for things like this. Now, Exner, if she was, if she was truly his, I don't know, mistress or however you want to call it, and she has ties to the mob, that's when we tie it in a little bit later on with one of the suspected theories. But just important to point out. In the early on, that's 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 probably the most important mistress that he had, as far as conspiracy wise. Obviously, Marilyn Man or uh, 
Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe is That'd be the a most completely famous. different story. <laughs> Sweet dreams made of kitties. <laughs> um, God. Marilyn Monroe. I think I have a new crush. She has no belly button. <laughs> no, she had a belly button. I found it. Don't worry. You found it. Ooh. <laughs> no, like, yeah, the, that one picture looks like she didn't have a belly button. Uh. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, Kyle X, why this motherfucker? <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all can take on. Just, let's just start with what is known as far as Oswald, Ooh. Ruby, okay, and then we'll get into the conspiracies after. Okay, so, I mean, we kind of brought up that he was kind of campaigning at this time, like, gearing up for re-election. <clears throat> Sorry. I had read that he, he he made this trip to Dallas because there was, I don't remember their names, I think their last names were, like, Yarborough. Yeah. There was, like, they had the same last name, and it was, like, no relation or whatever, but Hold they on, were... Are these Yarboroughs the bad people? No, that's the... Uh, uh, the mayor's name is, like, Collins. Something like that, yeah. I'd have to look. Yarbrough. I I remember. I remember who you're talking about because I've read it. I've read that, but I don't remember. Like the whole. Like the big reason he was in Dallas was because it was like these Democratic guys were not getting along, and so he was supposed to kind of broker some kind of thing with them. I don't know why they weren't getting along or what the deal was. It just sounded like he was kind of wanting to keep his party strong in the state to like go into re-election, probably. Yeah. Um, that was like the main reason he was there, but you know he's in his motorcade or whatever. And, um, I guess what it's that morning. I don't have the exact time. Well, they start out in uh, San Antonio and the, the movie or not the movie, the documentary, the day that Kennedy died or the day JFK died. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a, it's like, it's severely detailed. I mean, from the time that they started, I, I believe it's San Antonio, but they started out at like a breakfast there mm-hmm. and he addresses everybody in the, you know, like the commons room, gives a speech there. They have breakfast, um, now, one thing about Jackie, like, Jackie didn't come to that. Like, she was, like, really, really late. And uh-huh. sitting there, like, I, either they were, like, having a problem or she was just, like, not wanting to be around everybody. Mm-hmm. But he talks to her secret set, her specific agent and says, you know, hey, go get her and bring her down here. Which I was like, you know how important this election is. Like, maybe y'all might be having beef. Why are you still standing up there? I mean, you're yeah. supposed to be standing. Which, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say... You have to be by him at all times or anything like that, and it's not all. It's not, there. You know, you don't get any you time or whatever. But I just thought that was kind of funny that she was not anything conspiracy wise, but she was like kind of refusing to come to the breakfast. I'm not hungry. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so he addresses the he addresses the public in San Antonio at this you know kind of like a breakfast meeting, right? Um, now there's. Chances of rain coming down or something like that. But anyway, they get on like I think it's like an eighteen minute flight to Dallas. Yeah. They get an Air Force One and they arrive in Dallas. I'm not exactly sure what time. Um him and Jackie get off the plane and they walk through like the you know, like you've seen those war movies and they've got like all the people standing out by the gates and stuff. Like yeah. that's kinda like what he was walking through. And um he's making a point to you know, look you know, try to shake as many hands as he can, you know, look everybody in the eye have that contact with the people because he has to basically, he needs to win Texas. Yeah. You know, to basically get reelected. I mean, it's not the backbone of his, you know, reelection, but it is an important factor. Well, they get a lot of votes, electoral votes. Cause it's so damn big. Yeah. I think the state with the most electoral votes is California. 
Really? Yeah, I think so. I thought Texas was bigger than California. It goes by population. So there's like bigger cities in California. Mm. As compared to like, Texas is big, but there's a lot of rural areas between. Mm. So you have like all these huge cities in California that people live in and like yeah. sky rises and stuff and... Okay. Like you have big cities in Texas, but yeah, 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 but you will drive like eight hours, like from Dallas to San Antonio is like eight hours, and it's just like you're going through tiny towns and stuff. Yeah, I thought that uh, Texas Texas had a bigger population. I guess I was wrong. I'm not cool. sure. I think, every day. No, you're probably right because I don't I, know shit about it. I like vaguely remember it being like California is the state with the most electoral votes. Sweet, and I think it goes off population. Sweet, which California is still a democratic. State at, at probably yeah. at that time too, um, but yeah, like I mean, he has to. He wants to interact with the people. I said there was a chance of rain. There was supposed to be like a plexiglass, you know, which would be see through cover that's going to go over his motorcade. Yeah. Um, he chooses not see, to. See that didn't happen. <laughs> he chooses not to have it on there because he doesn't want any separation between the people he wants to make. You know. See, did you see something that where he said that? Because, like, I read a thing where people claimed he said it, and then, like, well, what Secret I, Service people were like, no, he's, like, he wasn't the one who decided that. What I read was um, people strong people suggested against it. Because okay. they wanted to kill him. Because there was, like, it goes into one of the conspiracy theories of, like, they were saying that he... No, Mr. President, don't put the plexiglass up. Well, they claimed that he... Some people try to claim that he made a bunch of the decisions that made it easier for him to be shot with, like, less Secret Service around and less, like, security and then less, you know, not having the top on. Well, and yeah. then they come forward out. and saying that, like, no, he didn't make those decisions, like... Well, there, yeah, because there's a whole conspiracy theory based off of that, which we'll get into it later. Yeah. But um, I don't exactly know, like, how long the path is that they take before he's assassinated, but they're basically, you know, going through the parade. They've got the... Cops on their motorcycles, you know, ahead. They've got their big fucking, what is it, like a Lincoln? Yeah, I mean, they're in some kind of limousine. Yep, it was a, it was a Lincoln. But um, now they're going through the uh, Texas School Book Depository, and this is when a fir- one one shot is, is the first shot the one that goes through the overpass and hits that guy, or is the first shot the one that goes through his neck? Is, there, is there three bullets or is there two? Well, the the claim, the official claim, is that there was three shots. Because I have, and the the first shot didn't hit anything. Well, because I have something that can put off the theory of three bullets, but mm-hmm. it's just what I think and what I've kind of heard up on, and you know, in that uh, documentary that we watched. Yeah, that's I what think, I was but, go with. Because I think the Warren Commission or whatever says that like a third shot went out that didn't hit anything. The second shot got Kennedy. You know the. A magic bullet or whatever, and then the third shot was what got him. Well, that's a quiet yeah. gun if nobody flit or you know flinched after the first shot. Well, you got to think about like this. This is all going down in like seven seconds. So I mean, yeah. like True. there's enough. But <clears throat> one of the theories that they say is that the first bullet is subsonic. So as soon as it exits, it makes a pop, uh-huh. and then once the the gases leave the barrel, that's when you hear the, the loud pop. So. Sounds like two gunshots. Pop, pop, and then the third shot. Then the second bullet mm-hmm. making, you know. So I don't, realistically, there should be four sounds. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you would you would think that too, but um, there could, I could put, I could back up the fact that there's only two. I can back, I could uh, totally get on board with the fact that there's three. Because that one dude got fucking hit that was sitting on an overpass. I don't know his name. Oh, 
I guess I didn't read. Like, I vaguely remember reading something about someone getting hit on that first, but. Well, like, some shit had, like, the either the bullet ricocheted off something and the concrete hit the, hit this guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. To, it, to me, it didn't matter, so I'm not really going to install that in my head. But um, first shot that goes through Kennedy goes through his back and out his throat. Apparently, yeah. goes through, through the seat. Well, like if you look at the the trajectory on that documentary that we watched, it doesn't hit the seat, which <clears throat> I thought I always thought it went through the seat too. But if you watch the trajectory of it, it goes out Kennedy's throat into Mayor Collins, or I think I can't that's his name. Um, I should have it, but yeah, it was Collins. I was think it? so. It was. I don't know. Connolly, John Connolly. Connolly. Yeah, well, shit. Um, <laughs> like the singer, <laughs> yeah, like the NBA basketball player Connolly. <laughs> These rose-colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes through Connolly's rib cavity, basically. Yeah, um, hits him in the wrist. Yeah, he has his right wrist kind of sitting in his lap, holding his cowboy hat. He goes through his wrist. This is like the most Texas thing that we've said so far. Yeah. Now, backstory on um, Mayor Connolly. He's the governor, or yeah. is he the mayor of Dallas? He's the governor. I thought, I thought he was the governor. I'm not, I wouldn't Governor sure. of Texas. Um, anyway, it goes through his wrist, shatters his wrist, and lodges about two inches deep into his um, thigh. His, into his leg, yeah, yeah. into his thigh. The third shot or the second shot, whichever way you want to go, is the shot that if you watch the, Zapruder, the Abraham's Zapruder film, this the third shot or the second shot is the one that blows Kennedy's face off. Yeah, basically, I mean, like, it's fucking crazy. We showed Tony last night and he lost his shit. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> the first time that I've seen it, because uh-huh. I'd seen it before, and I, but I've never seen it slowed down. Yeah. But the one they have on YouTube now, it's like super slowed down. And you see it like frame by frame, his face just like going up in the, going everywhere. There's chunks of his skull going up in the, you know, going up yeah. in the air. It's it's crazy. He was the um, governor. Governor, okay. Yeah. Now, about how many hours later? Was it like four hours later? When you... When Oswald gets caught? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he runs, well, so they say he ran from the depository. Um, Down had six flights of stairs. Yeah, had an altercation with a cop somewhere. Um, J- supposedly shot him. JD Tippett, yeah. Yeah, and then he hid in a movie theater. Now the thing about it is, where that cop was at was like some four miles away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a lady that seen it that said she witnessed him shoot him. Uh, apparently, but she saw Oswald shoot him. Shoot the cop, yeah, JD Tippett. Okay, now I listened to her witness testimony, and it sounds a little fabricated to me because. Really? She says that he shoots the cop, and then he gets down beside him and puts a bullet in his temple, and then he turns towards her, <clears throat> and she's kind of like up the street. Well, she they see each other, and she just kind of closes her eyes, puts her hands over her face, and then he just trots away. Uh-huh. I, okay, okay, I mean, I guess, I, I don't really know. It, the way she says it and the way that she talks, I mean, y'all might think differently than I do, I mean, but it, it to me it's... the 60s. <laughs> To me, it just sounds kind of fabricated, but... I don't know. I mean, I didn't listen to her. Just hearing, hearing you tell it, it sounds legit. Like, she covered her face. You know, I don't want to see myself get shot. Okay, well... And he's just like, there ain't no sense in killing her. He killed the... Uh, uh, you know, quotation marks here. He just <laughs> blew the president's face off. 
Yeah. He killed a cop in cold blood. He sees this woman who just seen him kill the kill the cop. Why the hell wouldn't you put a bullet in her? Like that. That to me, it's just like okay. Okay. Well, you just yeah. killed two high powered people. Alleged, you know. I mean, I don't know, but but also if you think about it, like his. I mean, depending on what what you think his reasons were for doing this, like he killed the president. There's a reason he killed the president. Yeah. Either he got paid to kill the president or his communist views. He's yeah. been like, you know, but so he killed the president. We're putting quotes, you know, and then this cop poses a threat to you because he's probably trying to find the person who killed the president and you yeah. probably have a gun on you or whatever. And so you're going to kill him so that he doesn't, you know, take you in. But you just have this woman who she saw you, but she covered her face. Like, she's not a threat to you other than she could maybe identify you. Like, step, But you killed the president. Like, so step like, it into the dark side of Crabtree. Okay, I just killed the president. I just killed a cop. Yeah. The woman saw me kill the cop. I'm going to step over there. I'm probably going to kill her. And if I'm thinking like a psychopath and like a crazy person, that's just what I would think you would do. No yeah. loose ends. You're tied off. Nobody fucking seen you. Dead men tell their tales. Yeah, because I can see that too, but I just, it just depends on if you think that he's... A psychopath or not. Yeah, because like, if he did this as a job in a way, or whatever, or he did it for his cause that he really believed in, like, that woman didn't do anything to him. Like, I think if you if he, if you go from the fact of like, he did it just because of what he believes, you know, his communist outlook or however you want to put it, Yeah. then I, then I can see why he wouldn't kill her but if he's a if, if he's a paid if he's a paid hitman mm-hmm. you like that's probably something that they're probably going to tell you don't leave any don't even i don't know that's just what i think but yeah. um, maybe he wanted her to be able to identify him well see like the crazy thing about it is like you have witnesses that say like weeks before the shooting he was at like a gun range or something like that and he started shooting this other guy's target and the guy was like hey man don't shoot my target and that guy was, you know, Oswald says, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was killing that son of a bitch Kennedy. You know, like, he makes all that, he's, he's going out of his way to kind of, like, make these weird, weird, you know, kind of like coincidences or whatever. Yeah. But when he gets caught, oh, I'm a patsy, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Have you heard his witness testimony? Mm-mm. I remember you were talking about it last night, but, and I know I've heard it before, but I haven't. Like, it's been so long. Well, like, in the witness testimony, like, all these people are interviewing him, and he's like, uh, they well, they got me for killing a cop, apparently. And then uh, somebody says, did you kill the president? And he's like, no, I didn't even know about that until, I didn't even know I was being charged with that until just earlier. This is, like, two days later. Well, the, but when they picked him up, they they actually did just pick him up for killing the cop. And that's they charged they had, him. That's all they had proof of. And yeah. then they charged him for the president thing. Yeah. Or attempted to later. But it's just like, so when he did get picked <coughs> up, it was for that. It wasn't like, yeah. It wasn't like they picked him up and thought he killed. Like they maybe were like, random guy kills a cop right after this happens with the president. It's yeah, a good mean, chance that you. No, I can see that. But it wasn't like we have to find Oswald because he killed the president. It yeah. was like this guy killed a cop. Let's pick him up and see what he was doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's kind of like yeah, but when he says that, you know, he can say like it's kind of like. Trying not to incriminate himself, maybe, I mean, which I, also would maybe go to saying that he's not exactly a psychopath. Like he's yeah, because like the way that he talks is like very like no, I didn't do that. You yeah. know, he's like very 
well, you know, he's very calm, cool, collected. Matter of fact, that's just kind of like the way he presents himself, which, I mean, you know, good for him. Um, <laughs> but he runs into the, into the theater, mm-hmm. and some lady's like, he, you know, he ran in here without a ticket. That's how the cops get him, right? Yeah. All right, now, just a little backstory on Lee Harvey Oswald. He was, he wasn't like a big-time Marine person, but he was... Um, he was in the Marines. He, he, I think he was in the Marines. Um, very high marksman skill. Now, what does he get? He was honorably discharged. Okay. Um, and he eventually, I don't remember exactly how it got started on him becoming a communist or a Marxist or whatever, but he eventually starts to like go down that road. Cause I mean, there were like communists in America, Yeah, like, like a communist party or whatever. There were actors being blacklisted <clears throat> for being, um, you know, thrown into like, oh, you're a communist, stuff like that. So, he renounces his citizenship and moves to Russia. Yeah, so he's lived in the Soviet Union yeah. for, like, two years. Like, the weird thing about it is, like, whenever he realizes that the Soviet Union isn't all he thought it was going to be, yeah, he calls, you know, somebody back here in the States or United Nations, whatever, and says, I want to come back, and they just let him. You mm-hmm. renounce your citizenship to America. You left to go to Soviet Union. And now you're wanting to come back. like With I just, his wife, who he met at the Soviet Union and married in the Soviet Union. And had a, yeah, and had a kid with, like, to me, that's a, that's a little strange, because this, at this time of, like, communist hype, yeah, they're just going to let him back in. I don't... It is kind of weird, because, I don't know, I could see the thought process of, like, if he was a Marine, and he, for whatever reason, got, like, disillusioned with the American system, and he thought, oh... I'll go over here because, like, I want to live in a communist society. Like, he got radicalized somehow. And he goes over there and then you figure out, like... Because it's always that idea of, like, communism on paper really isn't that bad of a thing. Yeah. But, like, in actual practice, it's terrible. And so it's, like, he probably got over there like, oh, they've got communism figured out and then they didn't. Or, you know, the way it actually works out is bad, so... Now, didn't he, is it before he actually leaves for the Soviet Union where he tries to go to Cuba first? He tries to go to Cuba and they won't take him. Yeah. They won't let him come. Um, we don't want you. But, I mean, you can see, like, he's trying to go somewhere that has a communist yeah. lifestyle. And, I mean, Cuba isn't that far from the United States. It's so, like I could see that being his first. 80 to 100 miles or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, that's like his first, yeah, it could be his first option just because he could be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not that far from the U.S. if I had to come back. Yeah, and that's why it was such a big deal whenever the Soviet Union had missiles on, on Cuban land. Cause yeah, I mean that's eighty miles away. You're really fucking close to to America. That's why it was such a big deal. Um, so as of right now, we have Kennedy is killed. They put it on. You know, allegedly it's Lee Harvey Oswald's a shooter. So about how long is it? Like a week, two days? Whenever they they tra- they transfer Oswald um, to court. It's two days. It's on the twenty fourth. So they've but they've pinned him for the murder of the cop, J D Tippett, and the assassination of President Kennedy and the attempted murder of uh Conley. Yeah. Because, I mean we'll have to say like these are what he's being charged with. Yeah. He was never convicted because mm-hmm. of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, so uh this is live on t this is live on television. They're transferring him to the courtroom and a guy just plain Jane walks up. Oswald <laughs> and you know, just puts a bullet right in his gut. Yeah. Um, and that man is Jack Ruby, who we'll probably get into a little bit more about here in just a little bit. Now, 
Lee, he dies. Lee Harvey Oswald dies that day, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like there's not. I don't I, even think that he makes it to the hospital. I think he just which dies. Which it, it like it cracks me up because I'm just like, the in the ambulance ride, you know, in the meat wagon over there to the hospital, they're just like, they killed the president, and they just like hold his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But. Like getting back onto Jack Ruby, like what I thought, what I was telling you guys about the other day or today, like you killed the man who allegedly killed the president, mm-hmm. and you said I didn't, I wanted to spare Jackie from having to come back to Texas for the court trial. <laughs> like in my head, I'm just like, let's kind of celebrate this guy a little bit. Let's <laughs> like, okay, you get a year in fucking prison. No, this is Texas. We're gonna kill you. Yeah. He gets the death sentence, um, which he successfully. He gets convicted appeals. and has the death, so he's sentenced to death, and he does successfully appeal it. So it's like he did, he did sentence him to die for this, and then he appealed it, but he died before in prison before that before, case yeah. went. Yeah. Uh, because he, which like they said he had lung cancer, but he he died of like some kind of like embolism caused by the cancer. Yeah, well, I think it was a mix of cancers too because it was like spread throughout. Through his body. Yeah. Which, MKUltra, CIA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what we know. That's how it breaks down. That's what the, I guess the government wants the outcome to look like. Yeah. And if you believe it, I don't doubt anybody. I don't knock anybody who believes that theory. Now, I think, it, how, when was it? They took a poll, like not yeah. long after, and it was like, 70% of people think that it wasn't, it didn't go down like they said it did. Yeah, like, like they think there was some, like there's a certain percentage who think there was just a cover up, and there's some that think it was like an, a full blown conspiracy. Yeah. And like there was a very small percentage who thought they actually went down the way yeah. that it was told. So now we can jump into the, some of the conspiracies. Yeah. Um, well, one is that. Uh, JFK wasn't the target. It was Connolly. Y- y'all read anything about the Little Green Book? Hmm. No, I didn't read anything about that. Uh, All right. So the Green Book theory. Yeah the the Green Book the Green Book theory that uh, I read about was uh, after Oswald killed that cop. A few hours later, they dispatched uh, another. Officer Mike Howard, I think his name was. Yeah, Mike Howard to Oswald's apartment. And when he got there, he found a little green book or address book. And on the 17th page of the book, there were four names that were listed under the heading, I will kill. The first name was an FBI agent named James Hostie or Hostie, a right wing general, Edwin Walker and Vice President Richard Nixon. And at the top of the list was the governor of Texas, John Connolly. It says, through John Connolly's name, Oswald had drawn a dagger with blood drops uh, dripping downward. Um, He turned in the book to the FBI and ultimately the Warren Commission. Uh, Only sometime later did he learn that the list with its hugely important insight into the killer's motive had been torn out of the book. Like, after he already gave, after he seen it and gave it to him, they tore that page out. Hmm. And, uh, let's see, but what's... See, the reason behind it is after Connolly left, went to the Soviet Union and came back, he after Oswald left. Oh yeah, sorry. 
after Oswald left and went to the Soviet Union and came back, he tried to get back into the Marines. And he wrote Connolly because Connolly happened to be like uh, the head of the Marine, or where is it at? Was he like in charge of? Yeah, he was the head of the Navy Department and the civilian overseer of the Marines. So he was hoping that he could help him get back in. And in return, a month later, from he wrote a letter, and a month later he got another one back, and he said they said it was a classic bureaucratic, bureaucratic brush-off. Uh, the dismissive letter arrived in an envelope with Connolly's smiling face on the front, bursting from a Texas star and announcing his bid for the Texas governorship. So pretty much just like, I'm going to run for governor again. Why don't you vote for me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Huh. Ooh, all right. So one thing that everybody wants to talk about is the single bullet or the magic bullet conspiracy. Now, like, we watched that documentary last night. And that one for me, because I've heard people that are just like, that bullet would have had to do some, like, weird stuff. And it would have had to, like, stop in the air and all this other stuff. Well, like, from what we've seen in the forensic you know, people that shot the same gun, shot the same bullet through the gelatin, through the wood planks, through all this other stuff, like they can make a diagram and, you know, or whatever, a reenactment of it. And it, it explains it really good. I mean, we'll just, I mean, we'll just start it off. The bullet goes through the back of Kennedy or Kennedy's back, comes out his throat, goes through uh, Connolly's back into his rib cage, b- breaks through his wrist, mm-hmm. lodges into his leg. Okay, well, do you remember what that's called? As soon as the is it bullet, like a yaw, yaw, yeah, that's what it's called. called. So, basically, as soon as the bullet, as soon as the bullet goes through, goes in and out of the first, you know, target or object. Kennedy. Yeah, so it went through Kennedy. As soon as that happens, it starts to yaw, which means like the bullet is gonna start moving Tilting. upwards or tilt or you know go sideways. Yeah. And that gives enough, I guess, of like a trajectory to go in at that angle well it it, um because it's still kind of going in the same path Mm -hmm. but it starts going up and so like if you look at the bullet and you think about the bullet going head on the front of it starts to go up so when it enters the governor it's like and i said the wound matches up with it like it's a longer wound so you can see that it was facing upward and when it comes out that means the tip isn't what actually hit his wrist and they said the part that hit his wrist is actually good for like shattering stuff yeah so it matched up with his wrist shattering and then when it went into his leg i mean it just kind of went and embedded a little bit yeah Um, and like everybody was kind of like okay well how do you just find a bullet land on the ground well like this bullet is about how long do you think that would have been? Like an inch, inch and a half? And a half yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Well, it only goes two inches in down deep into his leg. And they said through a flesh massage, what was it called? Some kind of like massage type. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember what they said. But it, it is possible for it to come out. And they found it on the gurney. Yeah. So through all the moving, through I'm guessing maybe somebody, maybe a doctor might have touched his leg, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the way that they explain it, it the way that you see it, yeah. It makes sense for it to be able to come out because they found it on the gurney. Now, the um, the bullet, I mean, for for being able to go through Kennedy, through uh, Conley, and then embed into his leg, the bullet that the forensic people shot went through the ballistic gel, and then it that's how they fi- figured out it yawned. Well, they stuck up what was it, like 45 inches of wood. Yeah. 
and they shot through it, and it went through like 37, 36 inches. Yeah, before it. Thirty-seven. And it was in pristine condition whenever they yeah the pu- whenever they pulled that wood yeah. off of there. So I mean, like it's not it's not weird to think that, that can happen, but whenever they start talking about the second or the the shot that you know exploded Kennedy's face mm-hmm. about how that bullet went through just his head and exploded into you know a hundred different pieces or however many it was they said that was kind of weird so what do you want to chalk that up to just going through the skull maybe that i mean the skull, the skull is, is like thicker. the toughest thing yeah we I mean, have yeah and i mean it because when you think about it like i've heard of cases where like people got shot in the head and it actually didn't even go through the skull yeah. with like smaller caliber bullets yeah and or like it gets it goes into the skull but doesn't make it, it's not able to go all the way through the other end and it yeah. like bounces around. So, I mean, the fact that it like, blew I don't know out if you the way remember, it did. Like, uh, the neighbor I had down the road when we lived out at the ranch. Don't, don't say his name, but y'all know. That's why I'm up. getting, that's why I didn't say his name. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do another pause. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, I don't, I don't Shot know. himself in the head of the 22. Yeah, like, he stuck the gun to his head yep. and pulled the trigger and the bullet just ricocheted around his skull. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I know it was just a 22, but. Bullet, the gun was on his Point temple. Frame, so, yeah. like, I mean, the bullets can do weird things. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, we had we had bullets for hunting that as soon as it went through, as soon as it made its first impact, it exploded out the backside. Yeah. I mean, so uh, there, bullets can do weird things. I mean, I'm not bullets talking. Bullets are crazy. Like twenty twos. If you uh, there, there was a guy here in our county a while back, or a kid really, he got shot with a twenty two from like ten yards. And it, I, he got shot in like the mouth, I think, and the bullet wound up in his stomach. Because hmm. twenty-two bullets, they just tumble. Yeah. But like they I mean, all, just, they all just do different things. Yeah, I mean, like I don't chalk it up to like I don't full fact believe in everything that I'm about to say. I mean, as far as like what these bullets are doing, because I mean I don't know, but yeah. just from like what I've seen in the documentary, it's basically just a forensic documentary of showing like, okay, this can do this, this can, it, it can happen. But now, what 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 was the total time? Like six seconds. It's six that, or something. seven, something like that. Like that's where they bring in like fifteen, like the best marksmen, to see if they could pull off three shots in that amount yeah. of time. Not trying to be accurate, just see if they could pull it off with chambering the rifle, and put you know putting three shells down range. Mm-hmm. There was one that could do it, but it took him several attempts. So. For me, like I, I mean, I, Oswald was a marksman, but well, I also read that they had multiple people do it, and that they actually were able to do better time than what happened to Kennedy. When they, when I they don't did, know if it was the same instance, but I, I know they had people gave some people like similar gun, like the same gun, yeah, and would say, you know, do this, and there were some people who actually did it in less time than what it took for Oswald to do to Kennedy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, that's good. I mean. Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. I mean, it just helps. It gives me more info, information. But like, what? for me, I honestly think it was two shots, to be completely honest with you. I like, too. as far as, you know, the subsonic, mm-hmm. you know, bullets and stuff like that, because you would, if it breaks a sound barrier, you're going to hear two cracks. But yeah. at that, you know, if it really was two, then it's like, okay, well, we should hear four. If it was three bullets, we should hear six. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it could be different bullets. I have no clue. Well, you know, they talk about that documentary about how you would have heard two 
for each shot, you would have heard two from the gun if you could have heard the gun because it was like it firing and then once it leaves the gun, like there would yeah. also be a louder the crack. The gas releases, yeah. Yeah. So for each bullet that was shot, there should be been two sounds from just the shot, but it was far enough away. But at the same time, I mean, like if you shoot a gun here, you can hear it up the road. Yeah. So. I know. Now I don't know. We said it was it was on the sixth floor of the Union Depository. Now Lee Harvey Oswald did work for the Union for the School yeah. Depository. I just wanted to point that out. Um, theories. What's it? What to just jump, jump into one of your theories? Um, I mean, my favorite one is like the combination theory of like the mob and all those people. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, and I wish I could have gone more into it on my research, but I didn't find it until here recently. Like all that shit that happened with new Orleans. Yeah. Cause there's like multiple things that come out of new Orleans, which I thought was strange, but it was like, they have this guy, his name's Clayton something. And he was like part of a, I don't know if it was, I think it was like some kind of communist type party in new Orleans and he, um, Bertrand. Yeah. Cause yeah. they, like, he had like a fake name and a real name and, but he, um, he went in and basically like he got picked up for something else and they started to think he might have a connection to something. I don't remember how, but he was like, I don't know Lee Harvey Oswald. Like I've never met him before. Yeah. And then like they found pictures in his home of like them together at functions of this thing. <laughs> and so it's like, there was older pictures. So they were like, it, Basically, they kind of tried to say this guy maybe taught Lee Harvey Oswald what to do and, like, told him what to do. Um, but So, like, I liked that one, but I don't know enough about it to really go into it. Well, one thing about him is um, New Orleans attorney Dean Andrews told the FBI that, that Clay you know, Clayton, man that you were speaking of, on the day of the assassination, he received a call from Clay from Clayton asking him to defend Oswald. Yeah. Um, and he would later repeat the testimony of the Warren Commission. So, like, you throw that in there, and then you catch him in a fucking lie. So, you yeah, kind of have like a strong tie to the mob in that. Like, that's really fucking suspicious. Yeah. The other one, Jack Ruby owns the the bar in Dallas. Yeah. Which what do we, th- what can we think about bars and mobs? Their fronts, so yeah. that you can put money. Well, I mean, they said that like there's strong indications that Jack Ruby had connections to mob people, and that he had um, was like working in like prostitution, like not him being a prostitute, but yeah. like kind like, of not really a pimp, but it was just like someone comes into town and they say, "Hey, you know, can you get a couple girls for the night?" and you know, so he would go be like, yeah, I can get some girls that you can pay. Well, you can see like on just the Google images of Jack Ruby, you know, if you type it in, like one of his shots are like in what looks to be like, I'm guessing his club with uh-huh. like, with three, you know, <laughs> cute for the sixties women like yeah. hanging around him. So, I mean, I don't, that's not far out of line. Yeah. So, I mean, it just sounds like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do own bars and nightclubs who aren't shady, but yeah. I feel like that is a, aspect of the business is like you probably do have people running shady nightclubs oh yeah and i think that he falls in that category yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that they're in bed with a bunch of them and going back to um his mistress what did i say her name was uh judith exner uh-huh. now like Thought we were she, about Monroe. she has ties to the mob you know she's kind of like their what i said she was their conduit you know whenever yeah they wanted to maybe process money through, you know, maybe, you know, launder it, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she would be the you know the middleman basically, and you know she was also having an affair with Kennedy, and she was the mistress to the mob boss. Um, what was that guy's name? Sam, against yeah, I can't pronounce his last I can't name. Remember. But um, so you can tie it even further to the mob that way. That's why it just like to me it just holds up a lot of proof because you have you've caught this one guy in a lie, who has ties to Oswald and more than likely Jack Ruby. Mm-hmm. Then you also have Exner, who's in bed with, you know, mobsters, all relating back to JFK. So and that Sam guy was one of the mobsters that I believe I believe we're talking about the same guy who was involved in one of the schemes to kill Castro. Okay. So because like they were talking about they had mobsters who were like, the CIA was kind of talking to them about ways to get to Castro. Yeah. And I think he was one of them because it was like he was really high up and one of his friends like introduced him. As, like, Joe. Like, he just called him Joe. Yeah. Like, they were trying to keep who he really was under wraps to him or whatever. But, so he, like, also kind of pops up. It's strange because, like, out of all the theories, he pops up in multiple theories as, like... Being, yeah, just having ties in it. Which makes me feel like... My, one of my favorite theories is the, like... I keep calling it the combination. It's, like, aspects of all of them to make one yeah thing. Like, it's not something that, like, we came up with. I mean, it is a theory where everyone, like, looked at all these pieces and said... Well, actually, if you think about it, maybe yeah. this is likely. Yeah. Another one, uh, the grassy knoll, yeah. uh, as far as like being in front of Kennedy, um, a lot of people say like with the, with the way that his head moves whenever Kennedy gets shot mm-hmm. the second time, his head goes back. Now, also you know, going back to this forensic documentary, it showed that from where a point of entry would be in the skull, that the skull fractures out the same way that the bullet would be going. So, like, you know, if you get hit in the back of the, in the back of the head, your fractures are going to the front forward. of your head. You're just going to have cracks going forward, and then the, on the other side, it's just going to blow up. Exactly. And uh, they say the reason why his head blows back is because you're having so many nerves die just right there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know exactly what you call it, but that's going to send enough shock. Your spinal you know, area is a lot stronger than your abdominal area. Yeah, so your back muscles are stronger than your abdominals. So like he just kind of jerks. And so like his back muscles jerk backwards. Yeah. And so they were more powerful than any force going forward in his body. And so that's why he jerked back. That's why he jerks back. So, I mean, as far as like the grassy knoll, that's, that's in front of him, right? Yeah. Because I think he said the grassy knoll is in front of him. And to the right. And you can find these like pictures of people who were like, they say like, well, you can see these people in the grassy knoll. Well, yeah, and you also see like after the shots ring out, there's people looking at the grassy knoll. Yeah. And there's no reason for them to be looking at the grassy knoll. So, like, there's a lot of weird shit that's going on at this time because as soon as he gets shot, you know, it's crazy. There's people looking at the grassy knoll. There's a lady in a fucking babushka. Yeah, the babushka That's just lady. like fucking just walking around while everybody's freaking out. She just looks calmly as hell. Um, the umbrella men. Yeah. Um... This one is kind of weird, and this one kind of has like a little bit of a funny backstory. I thought it was funny anyway. Um, right before Kennedy is shot the first time, I believe, this guy opens his umbrella. Mm-hmm. The second shot hits Kennedy and blows his head up, whatever. He closes the umbrella and goes and sits down by a dark skin or a tan person. Well, like, uh, Just the, on the curb. After the first shot, when he opened his umbrella, he stuck it in the air a little bit, and he spun it to the left or to the right a little bit like four times yeah and then he closed it after the second shot yeah. and so that like they were talking like it maybe he was signaling 
he's not dead, go for the second shot. Yeah, and another thing too. Um, and what? Oh, go ahead. I've never seen the video of it. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't. Like I've seen the Zapruder film many times, but I've never seen like a film of the umbrella. I've never even seen a picture of it to be honest with you. I've just like you know read up on it, and um, they say that like a flash comes out of the top, which you know if you're gonna think about like the CIA tools and gadgets they have i mean yeah. it's not yeah out of the realm to say that there's a fucking gun in an umbrella somewhere <laughs> but they say that there's flashes that come out kind of like a tracer round or something along those lines and then he just closes it well like in 76 somewhere around there um after the Zapruder film has been released i believe they get a hold of this guy i, can't, I don't i don't have his name but they had they get a hold of the guy that had the umbrella and they bring him into court to bring the umbrella and all this stuff. And the guy's like, is that the same umbrella? He says, yes. He has the lady come down and pick up the umbrella. And as soon as she goes to open it, the judge is like, maybe you should point that the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like all nervously laughing. And he's like, no, Pamela, please turn it the other way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But the guy's just very matter of fact. Yep, that's the same one. You know, that's the same yeah. umbrella I had right there. You know, it's just a black same umbrella. One I had 12 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just my black umbrella. Yeah. But, like, um, but I didn't know that it was up in the air, though. I thought he opened it outwards with, like, the top of it pointing towards the car. That's, that's how why, I thought That's why people was, were putting but... theories behind it. Because if you're just opening it up, there's really no point to question him about it. Well, see... Uh, well, because I'd heard that it was, like... The theory was that he was signaling when to shoot yeah. with it. But I'd also, I also I also understood it as, like, he work. was holding it and opened it. There it goes. And then closed it. Yeah. And yeah. he tried to say it was, like, a protest thing. Yeah, that's what I was about to... Protest for what? Um, Something to do with, I think, the Vietnam stuff it's raining down blood yeah like no. i don't remember exactly what it was let's see but he was like protesting something about kennedy no and well, he like opened it and closed. i was i don't understand you, how have you seen the picture of kennedy with like it basically looking like a mug shot it's like wanted for treason see uh, <laughs> i always thought that was funny says uh the umbrella man was one of the closest bystanders to president jfk when Kennedy was first struck by a bullet. As Kennedy's limousine approached, the man opened up and lifted the umbrella high above his head, then spun or panned the umbrella from east to west clockwise as the president passed by him. In the aftermath of the assassination, the umbrella man sat down on the sidewalk next to another man before getting up and walking towards the Texas School Book Depository. Hmm. Like, but at that point in time, whenever he's close to him, he's, what, to the side? Of him, right? Yeah. I'm it, guessing. It was on the driver's side of the car, up ahead a little bit. Okay, see, like, that's what I'm thinking, but it's not behind him. No. So, but so like, I mean, it for, wouldn't make sense if he was one that shot him. Yeah, like, forensically, they even did a test. They had a human skull filled with that, like, that, you know, that ballistic gel, and they shot it from the back. Uh, and keep but, in mind, like, it was a sunny day. Well, it was chance of rain, I mm-hmm. guess, so. But the, the way that the bullet comes in, forensically, like, there's no mistake in that. You see it. You can see the way that the skull fractures out. I mean, they can't. They don't. I don't. I read some stuff about the way that they did the autopsy, which was kind of funny. Yeah. So you could um, point it to something else, but like if you look at the film and then you look at what they're saying and you see the evidence that they give you as far as being struck from the back and the skull, you know, fracturing from the back, blowing out the front side. It makes perfect sense that the bullet came in through the back. Yeah. Another theory 
is that the umbrella may have been used to fire a dart with a paralyzing agent that can at Kennedy to immobilize his muscles and make him a sitting duck. I mean, after that first shot, he did just kind of sit there. Which, I mean, well, I mean he'd be, he's, in, sho- he'd be he's, in shock. Well, I mean, he's grabbing his throat and coming forward, and then, like, yeah. he goes to lean back a little bit. I don't... I don't know. I don't really believe it. Yeah, I don't either. Like... The that the grassy knoll situation like that that like literally I've always heard about that yeah. I heard, I've heard about that longer than I've heard about the magic bullet I've never looked into it. Here's but, the deal he was talking about. It says that he said that he brought the umbrella to simple to simply heckle Kennedy, whose father Joseph had been a supporter of the Nazi appeasing British Prime Minister uh, Neville Chamberlain. By waving a black umbrella, Chamberlain's trademark fashion accessory. Witt said he was protesting the Kennedy family appeasing Adolf Hitler before World War II. Oh, I remember that. An yeah. umbrella had been used in cartoons in the 1930s to symbolize such appeasement, and Chamberlain often carried an umbrella. Kennedy, who wrote a thesis on appeasement while at Harvard, why England slept, yeah. might have recognized the symbolism of the umbrella. Black umbrellas had been used in connection with protests against the president before. At the time of the construction of the Berlin Wall, a group of schoolchildren from Bonn sent, sent the White House an umbrella labeled Chamberlain. Hmm. <laughs> So I mean, that I mean I can see that too. So, a group of Queens neighborhood kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! So let me get this umbrella. <laughs> but I'm gonna go back to the uh, Green Book thing for a second, because uh, like I I told you, the uh, or uh, Oswald's wife Marina, she definitively named Connolly and not Kennedy as her husband's target when she got. Or at the assassinations hearing or whatever yeah. in seventy eight. How does and she not get prosecuted for knowing? Yeah, I but know. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it well, back up is because uh, you know she definitively said that Connolly was the target, not Kennedy. And remember the FBI agent I brought up? Well, um, says that to the miss to the question of the missing address book. Howard, which is the officer that found the book, mm. he uh, says that J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI director, would not have wanted his agency through Agent Hostie, which is the guy that was in the book, the name that was in the book, as one of the targets to be implicated in Oswald's murderous rage because, as it turns out, Hostie had vigorously interviewed Marina Oswald over, him, over her immigration status just weeks before the assassination. And infuriated Oswald left a written threat at the Dallas FBI office in early November 1963. Hostie testified to, to uh, Congress that on orders from higher-ups, he deep-sixed the threat after the assassination. President Lyndon Johnson might have had an even stronger motivation. He would not have wanted Connolly, his closest friend, to be identified as the catalyst for the crime. So, I mean, the FBI was trying to get his wife thrown out mm-hmm. of the states or nation whatever and that that pissed him off he was already pissed off because he couldn't or uh, he couldn't go back into the marines and uh Connolly just said hey vote for me <laughs> yeah so i mean he had mo- he had motive yeah f- for him to be the target yeah. tar- target as far as you talking about like why wasn't why wasn't his wife like brought up on any charges in america if you're married to someone, you can't be legally forced to testify, against, testify against your spouse. Yeah. So it was probably like, well, we legally couldn't make you do that. So it's kind of like okay. 
yeah, a precedence always... of like you don't have to get them in trouble. Okay. I've like always, if you're I've dating, heard about that. I remember. Yeah, like if you're dating someone, yeah, you can be like subpoenaed to do it, and then if you don't, then you get charged with um, I can't remember the contempt of court, gotcha. and but you can't be subpoenaed if you're married to him. Cool. So that's probably why she couldn't. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I mean, there's there's plenty of theories. I mean, personally. I'm, I'm going to stick with Connolly was the target just because that kind of makes sense to me. Because if, if the book was actually found mm-hmm. and then he he had motive because they were trying to throw his wife out. They ignored it. He left a threat that he was going to go after somebody. I don't. I mean, they didn't like, say what the threat was. What makes, but, what makes me not back that theory up is if Connolly is the target, you hit JFK in the back and just so happened to hit Connolly. Then yeah. you rechamber, and then you hit him in the fucking back of the head. Like that's why. Yeah. That's why I'm just like I don't yeah. really know. Yeah, like I think JFK was definitely the target to me. I'm like I can understand no, that. Like that like, would be I'm, like I've that, always been the oddball. So. That would be that would be enough motive had Kennedy got grazed in the fucking arm. Yeah, and not like the shot first shot. The, yeah, I can kind of see that, but not the second shot. Like it just for me, I'm just like. You couldn't have fucked up that bad to... Especially being a marksman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of throwing my own decision out, but... <laughs> because, like, all that stuff would be motive. Like, I yeah, could get that. It's just, like, when you look at what happened, I just, like, I'm sure he could say all that and be like, no, I wasn't trying to kill the president, but, like... He had plenty of motive to be, I didn't kill the president. <laughs> but I think that, like, if we're going with the theory that he did shoot the president which like i said i didn't even did. know the pre- i didn't even what? know the president was dead until well <laughs> ago it's been two days what cracks me up though is like in that documentary the day kennedy died uh-huh. like they entered because he yeah oswald car pulled to work with the guy that he worked at the school book depository with yeah and that guy that drove him was just like just like a normal day he just wasn't talking much <laughs> and i'm just like like, I've rode in a vehicle with people, like, just weren't talking, you know, they uh-huh. might have just been tired, or it's just, like, really awkward. You, yeah. might, you might not know them all that well. <laughs> and just, like, it just so happens that that motherfucker just shot the president that day. Yeah. You're just like, God dang it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, am I complicit? Yeah. <laughs> I brought him here. <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to save the money, save the guys money on gas. <laughs> I was trying to save gas money. I was trying to save the environment. <laughs> <laughs> but... What I want to get into real quick, and I'm not going to jump too much into it because I don't know the entire backstory of the Rothschilds, but this is what makes the most sense to me, okay? Kennedy had made a plan to basically do away with the Federal Reserve. Now, that is what prints the money for basically the entire world, right? Uh, I don't think so. A majority of it, though, right? I mean, I think that's our America's money. America's part. <laughs> for, I think it's basically our money. Okay, I don't know anything about it. Well, just because, I mean, when you think about, like, uh, you know, like, Zimbabwe or whatever, like, their money became, like, worthless yeah. a while back. Like, I think, it, it makes sense. Like, I think I, most countries are in charge of generating their own... Okay, like, so I, I don't understand how the Federal Reserve works. I haven't put, taken enough time to research it to even... Well... I should have learned that in history, but uh, I'm well, a rebel. And I don't know a whole lot about it. I, I think, because when you think about it, it's like... You always hear people say, oh, why can't we just print more money? Because that makes your money worthless. Yeah. Because it's like, if you have a whole bunch of it, you know, like, then your bread is going to cost like $20 yeah. for a loaf. So it's like... Isn't that basically what happened in Saudi Arabia? 
Yeah, I think like so. basically that's why a hammer costs like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I mean during like the Great Depression and stuff, like here, um, they were talking about like you could go to the store and something might be like five dollars in the morning, and then like you would come back that evening and it'd be like thirty dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, so I mean, like why people go to Mexico with all our money because it's worth a whole lot more there. <laughs> well, because you have to do an exchange, so like when you go to like Mexico, you would go to the like money exchange place and say I have thirty dollars and they give you however much pe- how many pesos are equal to thirty dollars mm-hmm. um, for you to go like spend the pesos but basically like alright so the Rothschilds have a hand in pretty much everything like when you think about it and when you research them in depth which I haven't but like they basically own aren't they the ones that had the like the big central bank they I mean they own every every bank yeah that's right ba- I mean basically I mean and yeah just from like what I've heard and what I've researched, I mean that's just kind of. I remember that from history class. <laughs> that's just kind of like what I understood it as. Is so, that why we have a Roth IRA? Yeah, I mean that that has from what I heard that has ties into mm-hmm. it. I mean when you when you break down exactly what they own, what they have a hand in, it's pretty much everything. So whenever you're going to do away with the Federal Reserve and start printing your own money as a country, the Rothschilds, I, I call them the Rothschilds. I mean I don't know like the fucking head Rothschild, mm-hmm. but. Um, that's gonna fucking piss them off. That they're not gonna let you fucking do that. The only reason why you're rich is because they let you be rich, is what I've heard. That's just kind of like one of the things people throw out when they talk about the Rothschilds. Whoever like, the re- the reason why the Kennedys are rich is because the Rothschilds let them be rich, basically. Um, so like when you break it down into like he's trying to do away with the Federal Reserve, somebody else out there might have a little bit more on this. I I heard briefly about this, and I really like this theory. So you're combination theory that you were talking about the Rothschilds have a hand in a lot of stuff it's not out of the it's not out of the picture to say oh hey I got a mob guy down in New Orleans let's plan to fucking take him out um and that that you know he got his fucking cap blown off so I mean just because of that and it might have been a little bit more than just that but when I heard that I was like god I wish I had more time to like really research that (laughs) because like that was one that I was like that's pretty cool yeah one more, I think one more, you can get into like the CIA over, do you know anything about the CIA theory? I mean, that, I didn't, that Oswald was actually a part of the CIA? I heard, I heard a thing like probably about six months ago that on the board of stars or something like that, uh-huh. that Lee Harvey Oswald's name, he like has his own star on the CIA really? like list or whatever on the, like the CIA board uh-huh. when they like give stars to like the top CIA people or something like that. Yeah. His name's up there. I've never seen a picture of it. Don't fucking know. That's just what I heard. See, like, what got me is, like, I don't think he was in the CIA. Unless I, I want to see a picture of that, if there is one. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, it said, when I read it, that it said word for word, in Lee, Oswald, in Lee Oswald's CIA file, there was no record of him being in the CIA. I'm like... You just said he had a file in the CIA. Well, I'm pretty well, sure we mean, all do, but... <laughs> well, what they mean by that is, like, they were watching him, you know? I mean, and since he's the person who's supposed to killed the president, like, they're going to have a folder on him. And he supposedly denounces his citizenship to the U.S., yeah, goes to true. a communist okay. country, and then comes that's back. That's where I imagine that came from. And plus, being, like, a Marine, yeah. and then, like, you renounce, yeah. and then you're coming back. Like, I'm, I assume he has a file from that. I read something where they were talking, like, they wondered if there had been some kind of like tampering in his file before the murder and then after, 
Like they, yeah, like I always think that about everything. Yeah, so they, you know. Sure. It's not there now because you don't want it to be. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of. But I think a big reason why they wanted to do it wasn't it because of the Cuban stuff. Like they felt like basically they wanted war to happen in Vietnam and in Cuba. Yeah. And so they didn't think that Kennedy would let them let it go on. You know, like they figured Kennedy would save them from fighting in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and that, and also like he didn't okay, like he didn't like to okay assassinations in yeah. Cuban stuff. I mean, they were going to try and kill Castro or whatever, but, uh, like there was a big thing in like where America and South Vietnam went up against the North and like they assassinated their leaders and so that was what kind of started us in the Vietnam War. Because when Kennedy is in office, he's not. we're not actually in the Vietnam War. Um, one thing about Lee Harvey Oswald on the CIA board, because the article was re- released in the Duffel blog, which is the American military's most trusted news source. Mm-hmm. Most trusted, I don't really trust anything. <laughs> but um, theorist, what's his name? Fred Gordon... It says, uh, we've, long su- we've long suspected that Lee Harvey Oswald was actually killed in 1959 while leading an undercover CIA mission in Cuba against the Castro government. We believe that the individual arrested on November 22nd, 1963 was actually, I don't know, I don't have his name, was actually a KGB assassin trained to impersonate Oswald by the, by the mafia as a part of a false flag operation. We're still happy to say that the CIA family is finally coming clean, sort of. George Schwimmer. It was his doppelganger. Hmm. He looks almost identical to him. I mean, like... He's got the same funky ear, too. (laughs) Like, who said it's not the same person just split up in different clothing? But, yeah, I mean, like, as far as the, the article I'm talking about, the headline is, Lee Harvey Oswald quietly added to CIA memorial wall. Uh, Langley, Virginia, startled employees of the Central Central Intelligence Agency discovered this morning that Lee Harvey Oswald had been quietly added to the memorial wall at CIA headquarters. So, it they said it doesn't appear to be a prank. The star is still, the extra star is there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a picture on it, so I'm just like, ah, for all I fucking know, this uh, America's most trusted news <laughs> source finger yeah. air finger whatever air quotes. air quotes but like i read that a long time ago and i'm just like god dang it i can kind of remember reading like hearing about that but it just makes me wonder like because that's the thing of like quietly adding him to the wall like mm-hmm. you didn't have to fucking do that <laughs> like no. so if if it's that's where i like wonder if it's true because it's but, like, like you it sets up this theory of like Okay, he died in 59, right? Uh-huh. So we take his identity, we put it into, you know... Oh, you're talking like he died. He died. They took his identity. And then used his identity for the killer. Exactly. But he... he okay, I get that. Exactly. So, like, they're saying he did do shit for them, died in the process of it, then just used his name and identity as a... In the false flag operation. Exactly. And the mafia people from New Orleans, they had people in the police department of Dallas who allegedly were supposed to the, the whole Jack Ruby thing was a setup. Yeah. He was supposed to, you know, shoot him. I don't know whether he actually took the bullet, might have been blank, I don't know, but these cops are supposed to, you know, take him back and then do away with his body. That's just that's one of the theories. I mean I don't I can't buy into a whole bunch of it because, you know, 
y'all, y'all know how I feel about how fucking crooked the government is. I don't really believe a whole lot, but it wouldn't take a lot for me to be like, that don't fucking surprise me. See, like, the yeah. only thing I don't get, well, okay, I guess you would need a close-up of the book, because, like, the memorial wall is just a, it's just a bunch of stars on the wall, and yeah. I guess they put the names in the book. Yeah. Because I was about to say, how are you going to know it's his? It's just a random star. Yeah. <laughs> but it could like, be for me. Yeah. <laughs> So like I mean, the CIA conspiracy, there's there's a chunk of it that you can get like every every conspiracy theory pretty much that goes into this. This is why this is like the world's biggest conspiracy theory. Um, like you can jump on board to pretty much any of these conspiracies. Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to be president. Yeah. I mean, it was his sole purpose or whatever you want to fucking call it yeah. to be president. So I mean. Which he gets... Yeah, we didn't say much about that theory. No, I mean, like... There's not a whole lot to it. No, there's not. I mean, it's really not worth... It's really not worth the time. I mean, but... That's why this is so freaking cool, is because, you know, with most conspiracy theories, you can jump on, like, one or two. Yeah. You can jump on pretty much all of these. Yeah, like, I could literally... If you show me just a little bit more evidence... Mm -hmm. Like, I I wish... I fucking wish I would have had more time to research the Federal Reserve type thing. Because, like, that was one I can jump on because... You can do it in your own time. We can just talk about it. Yeah, like, that makes... It just makes... It makes enough sense to me to kill mm-hmm. somebody that's going to, you know, fuck with your money. Because that's what... The, that's the root of all evil. <laughs> but, like, I, like, this one was... It, 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 it's fun. It's fun to think about. Like, I literally, I could keep on doing research on it even after we're done with the podcast. We yeah. could do a revisit. Yeah. Man, well, because the reason I like the like combination of them is like, I think they're finding bits and pieces that like lead up to like a bigger puzzle. And so like you have that guy who's in the mob because basically the combination of it is like the CIA trained these Cuban exiles. So these are the like guys who went on the Bay of pigs. Yeah. And so the notion is that some of those guys are still around and they've come back and they want to get back at Kennedy because they feel like they kind of got screwed over. Yeah. And so then you have Lee Harvey Oswald, who is a like, renounced his citizenship and went to the Soviet Union, came back. You know that he was, like, part of the hands-off Cuba organization from New Orleans. So it's just, like, he is sympathetic to the Cubans. Did you hear the thing where it was, like, Lee Harvey Oswald was actually, like, trying to join the little campaign propaganda act or whatever that bashed Cuba, and they, like, (laughs) turned him down and beat the shit out of him? So, like, the next day he goes and he's, like, we love Cuba or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's funny. Cause he's just like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. But I just want friends. <laughs> and since I can't have any, I'll just assassinate the president. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's just a whole bunch of the stuff that comes together and you're just like, I can see that. But it's also like, do these puzzle pieces really fit or are we making them fit? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that could be fabricated from you know 60 years ago. I yeah. mean, shit, 70s. Well, I mean, it's yeah, we're going no, on 60. My we're going on 60, almost 60. But like, I can't do math. It's it's fun to think about, but just there's certain ones where you can get on board more with. I mean, I think yeah. they play too much into some more than others. Yeah. But everybody can do what they want. Like the umbrella man. <laughs> yeah. Now, like if he points the umbrella at. Kennedy, I'm just like, See, that's okay, I they, can believe that, but if he's putting it in the air and like using that as like a signal, twirling it around, yeah, that's like, where they contradicted. I can make that too, because when I was when I was talking about it, the first theory said that he stuck it in the air above his head and rotated it clockwise, and the second theory was that he shot him with a fucking dart, in which case he would have had to point it at him. 
So which was it? Did he stick it in the air or did he point it at him? Well, see, like I didn't hear the one of those. What I heard was that he pointed the end of the umbrella to him. Flashes came out of like what would be the muzzle of it, which could have been a dart. Well, I mean, thinking back on like dart guns that we've seen, like I've never seen one that uses a spark or like has anything coming out of it. So true. Like that's why I just. If it was a metal dart, you could do it. Using what? There's no, there's he, no problem. Just like putting If he's in, in the CIA, they got fancy shit. <laughs> like the idea of like, kind of like a shell casing on the dart and it's like actually a metal dart instead of like wood. Well, see, like for me, I'm just, I don't, I can't understand how you would. Because they have umbrella guns. Well, yeah, I know that. And that's not even like, me being like, James, Bond. no, like they, the CIA had umbrella guns. Yeah, no, no, I know that. They had, you know. I don't, know, I don't know if they have the fucking blow dart guns or whatever, but like I'm thinking it's all gas powered anyway, so mm-hmm. there's not going to be a spark. But that's just my, yeah. that's just the way my creative mind works. Like, why would you make it to where it comes out? It's gonna make a an obvious flash. Yeah, yeah, if you're you're in the CIA, you're supposed to make Secret Service fucking weapons, and you're gonna make a blow dart gun that shoots out a fucking flash. That doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. It's all it should either be gas powered or air power air powered. You ever seen No Country for Old Men? Mm-hmm. No. Are you fucking kidding me? I haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm reading the book right now. It's a hard read. So I remember you talking about the book. I want to want. I want to read the Catcher in the Rye, but I like don't know how I feel about it because that's like, I feel like that would be the mind of Lee Harvey Oswald if we just go that he's like a crazed wanting to kill the president. I don't know. Because like that has inspired a bunch of like assassin people. That, oh like, really? Yeah. <sighs> One more thing uh, that I want to jump into before we shut this bitch down. <laughs> um is the, what'd you call it, the Lincoln and uh, Kennedy coincidence. Oh, yeah, all the stuff with John Wilkes Booth and... Yeah. I like the movie National Treasures. (laughs) (laughs) The second one. I like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I almost say that because John Wilkes Booth has talked about in it. The Booth family and... Nicholas Cage's family, I don't remember his name in the movie, but hmm. apparently John Wilkes Booth didn't assassinate Lincoln. His grandfather did. Nicholas Cage's grandfather did. Or great grandfather. Whatever. <laughs> Just to... get, like Nicholas Cage investigated. <laughs> He's probably already on some kind of list. And yeah. ironically, in that movie, he kidnapped the president. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, just a few of them real quick. Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in nineteen or eighteen forty six. John F. Kennedy was elected to Congress in nineteen forty six. Lincoln was elected president in eighteen sixty. John F. Kennedy was elected president in nineteen sixty. The names Lincoln and Kennedy each contained seven letters. Both were particularly concerned about civil rights. Both wives lost their children while living in the White House. Uh, Jacqueline Kennedy. I don't remember the name of the baby, but. Um, like where they're buried at in Arlington Cemetery, it's uh-huh. Jack Kennedy, their dead kid, and uh, JFK, really? and their son, the one that uh, died, which we didn't mm-hmm. talk about him. We'll talk about him in another episode. Um, both presidents were shot on Friday. Both presidents were shot in the head. Yeah, I've read about this before. It's... Yeah. Lincoln's secretary, Kennedy, warned him <laughs> not to go into the theater. Kennedy's secretary, Lincoln, warned him not to go to Dallas. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Weren't, both were succeeded by Southerners. Both successors were named Johnson. Andrew Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, was born in 1808. Yeah. Lyndon Johnson, <laughs> who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. Yeah, it's just like so many. 
Yep. Both both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are comprised of 15 letters. Booth ran from the theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. <laughs> Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Like, it's just Bum, crazy. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I read about that like a year ago. Yeah. Like, and who's to say that they're all like really lined all, up? This yeah. could have been something that somebody drew up just fucking around and printed it. Either yeah. way, it's but, like, freaking sweet. You can go on Snopes.com and you can, they list them off. Mm-hmm. They list off like all the coincidences and they break each coincidence down. And I, I'm not going to read out that those fucking paragraphs yeah. they write out on that. But if, just, Snopes is magical. Yeah, but like just from reading them, like it's pretty cool. But the the red flag on it says there may be issues with the images in this article. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Like it doesn't say it's a no, it's a yes. So it's just like oh <laughs> yeah. Um, the only red flag is like your pictures might not show up. Yeah. <laughs> it might cause you an inconvenience. <laughs> but like I thought that was cool. I mean, if it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. But if it, I mean, I thought it was really cool. You can believe it if you want. I choose to. Yeah, I mean, like, go just go on Snopes if you really want to figure it out and see if it's true. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to read all those. If you want to learn the truth. I'm not going to go to Snopes because if it's not true, I don't want to be heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) Blinded by the lies. (laughs) Well. We're going to shut this down real quick, and we're going to pull from the hat. And, uh, hell, we've been up for, like, 24 hours now, so we're going to go home and go to bed before we have to go. Back to work. Back to work. Yep. All right, guys, back in a second. It's Dustin's turn. Let me get a soul clap. Let me get a soul clap. What's in my pants? We is back. Y'all ready, guys? With a hat trick? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. It's fucking hot. Yeah, it's fucking hot in here. Like, I I wiped my forehead earlier and it was just, like, wet. It was, like... (laughs) Like, literally, I, I run a machine at work. I don't sweat at work anymore. So it's just like, <laughs> why am I fucking sweating now? Night Stalker? The fucking Night Stalker. Is it the ori- are we doing the original Night Stalker? Yeah, the original Night Stalker. Fuck yeah! That's another, two, that's another two-parter. This would be a Drew yeah. special. I'm like, so, because I was like listening to this, uh, some other podcasts about it the other day, and I was just like, well, someday <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this story. But like... Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I don't. To be completely honest with you, I don't know anything about it. Name. I, don't know any, I know about the movie. The uh, talking car. Uh, Night Rider. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hasselhoff. Like, yeah, that's the one. Now the other the uh, the other Night Stalker was Richard Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was fucking crazy. Yeah. They never caught this guy. Yeah. Which isn't any surprise to people if you even vaguely know what this is about. But like well, this. No. This will scare the shit out of you. No, no, like it is fucking creepy because like I, I've heard like the the other Night Stalker uh-huh. and I, like just to th- just to think about that shit like this the the Richard Ramirez he was the one that like ducked down on that kid right like came uh, in from the ceiling. No, this is the guy that we're talking about. Are you? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah okay. Because Richard Ramirez, he okay. Because we need to do Richard Ramirez sometime. He wanted to be called. Do you want to turn this off first? No. No. Okay. Like they, um, Richard Ramirez, he wanted to be called the Night Prowler because ACDC was his favorite band. But when he, and they have a song, Night Prowler. And when they started out, though, he was like the screen door intruder. Like he had some dumbass <laughs> yeah. names. And so when he was like, 
but he wouldn't kill everybody. So, like, one of the people he left alive, he'd be like, tell him the Night Prowler was here. And then, like, the media turned it into the Night Stalker. And so then afterwards, he just, like, went with it. But um, they had all these unsolved cases that they thought were Richard Ramirez. And then when DNA came into play, they figured out, like, oh, Richard Ramirez didn't do these. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this guy's called the original Night Stalker. Yeah. Because they just kind of, like, chalked it up to Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Because they were kind of running in the same area. Um, yeah. Like, is this the same guy that would, like, park neighborhoods away and just, like, run around town? He Yeah, he would, like... He would either park far enough away that he could, like... Or ride a bike. Yeah, or he would just ride a bike through these canals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say, like, just dive deep into it at the end of this episode, but, I mean, like, his M.O., when I'm talking about what will scare the shit out of you, is, like, he was so methodical of, like, he would just stalk your house for weeks. Yeah. And he would go, like, he would sabotage shit in your home. And there were, like, stories of people who lived in these neighborhoods that they never got attacked, but like they would find like rope hidden under their couch. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you knew this guy attempted to get you at some point and yeah. he was in your home and stashed shit that he was going to use when he broke in. Yep. And it's just like, it's genius. You had no clue that this guy was doing this shit. Like, cause I want to say I've heard about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Richard Ramirez, but like I've heard about that. Like there'd be shit stashed in the house already and all that, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like when you, when you watch the movie, the strangers, yeah, like that movie for me, yeah. is be is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Because something Not, actually happened. Yeah, like there's plenty of jump scares in Insidious. There's plenty yeah. of jump scares in all this other stuff. But when you sit back and you watch the Strangers movie, yeah, and you look at it from a realistic point of view, that shit can actually fucking happen. And like that's why that movie scares the fucking shit out of me. When yeah. I moved out to my rent to the uh, my other my house that I, you know I I bought. Uh-huh. Um, my wife, ironically, I was on midnights. She was going in to work the night shift. So I'm like, I got the house all to myself. I'm way out here in the fucking country. Let's watch the fucking strangers. Yeah. Couldn't fucking pull it together. Couldn't <laughs> fucking do it. Had the disc in my hand, and I was like, I'm going to watch Boss Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just couldn't couldn't fucking do it. Because, like, literally, that movie, the first time that me and you watched it, we were, we were kids. We were probably, like, what, seventh grade, sixth grade? Yeah, we were, like, 12. 13. We watched it because uh, his mom was like, you need to watch that in the daytime because I don't know how y'all kids are going to fucking react. Uh-huh. We were like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, we got this shit. Yeah. But we were like, we don't want to fucking wait till night. Let's just fucking watch it now. One o'clock in the evening, we're sitting in there in, his, you know, in Michael's room uh-huh. and we're just like chilling in there watching this fucking movie. And uh, he had it all fucking dark in there. He had, you know, blankets over the curtains and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that's just how he rolled. And uh, we're probably not even... 50 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we might be at the halfway point. And his mom just opens the door real quick. Doesn't fucking... Rah, doesn't do anything like that. Yeah. Just opens the door. And I'm like... <laughs> like, to this fucking day, man, that movie scares the shit out of me because it yeah. could actually fucking happen. Like, and that's not, what... Whenever you tell me... supernatural about it. It's fucking psychopaths. Yeah, it's cut and dry. Like, and that's what... What you're telling me you kind of reminds <laughs> me of. So, like, this is going to be a fucking fun case. Yeah, I mean, it really... It, I mean, and for if you y'all know, are that's, wanting, that's based off a true story. Like we could do something over them. Like, when you read the backstory of it, it's a combination of like bits and pieces from what he's talking about, bits and pieces yeah, of like whatever he's talking about, like the James Hoyt and. I'm still waiting for the second movie to come out. The second one, like, it's kind of making me sad because like it looks like it's going to be good, but not as good as the first one. Because like you can't, 
You can't fucking beat that shit at the first of the movie when Liv Tyler's sitting in the fucking kitchen drinking a glass of water and, and you just see that guy fucking guy just like chilling out there. I'm yeah. like, that that's the scariest part of the fucking movie for me because how many fucking times do you sashay into the fucking kitchen, uh-huh. grab your water out of the fucking icebox or faucet? Every time I do, I'm, I always feel like somebody's right behind me. We'll see because I don't fucking think about it. Oh, I do. I just just fucking go. I go do it. Think about it. And when I turn around, nothing's ever there. So when I, you know, as I go on, I just start thinking about it. Like like when I watch that movie for like the next three months after I've watched that movie, when I turn around, I have I have a second thought, and like I'll sit there and I'll just keep on doing what I'm doing, and then I go (laughs) and turn around real quick just to make sure I can see something. But you know, if anybody was there, he's probably already fucking gone by now. But no, like, like I think about that every time I go, like I'm by myself. I'm, you know, getting something in the fridge or opening a door, like going up to my bedroom on a 4 to 12 shift. Like if we sit out and talk for an hour or so, it's like mm-hmm. 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Going up those stairs, opening that door. All I see is a wall. Like I don't, so if I turn the corner, I can see something there. And I got that creepy ass little door to the right that goes between my room and Scotty's. Every time I have to go through there, I'm like, there's something, there's something in there. But I, <laughs> I, I just need don't to... Just kill me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, uh, Four twelves one day. Well, I'm still living in town right now. I'll give you the keys to my ranch house. <laughs> Let you go stay out there in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Just have him watch yourself. the stranger. Like I like staying out there by myself. I really do because it's like it's nice. It's, it's peaceful. Yeah. It's fucking. Well, that's great. how it is out here. Like when you like, there's nobody around. It's just nice and fucking peaceful. If you hear anything, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I stay strapped with a three eighty underneath my pillow <laughs> and a Glock seventeen underneath my bed, shotgun mm-hmm. right by the door, like. I stay strapped, so I mean, I'm not really too worried about it. <laughs> yeah. But like the fucking bedroom door. What if they get me before I get my gun? Yeah. <laughs> like the bedroom door is like, it's two doors that pull out, and like the only lock on it is like one of those fucking apartment <laughs> chains. Oh, That's yeah. the only lock on it, and it's just like this window door. Yeah. So it's just like you know, if somebody really wanted to. They can just push through that. They can just break through it and fucking kill me before I wake up. I'm a heavy fucking sleeper. Yeah. But there like. He is. <laughs> Yeah. No, but whenever you tell me that story about, mm-hmm. you know, what actually happened, that's what that movie makes me think about, and it's like, fucking sweet. Like, this is going, like, you doing the research on this is going to scare her the shit out of you. Like, just look up the Wikipedia page of the original Night Stalker, and it goes step by step, because he did so much shit. Yeah. So, for anybody who wants to read up on it before, like, you hear our episode, um, he was originally called the East Area Rapist, and... Then he is uh, known as the original Night Stalker now. Um, yeah. We should have done this one for a Halloween. We should have. Well, yeah. And he's also known as the Golden State Killer. Um, but it's the same. Well, if he's still alive, I got a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think he's. Well, I'll talk about that later. But they never caught him. Yeah. Um, like I said, that's not a surprise. If you read this, that's like the first thing you find out is that he was. He was never caught. Because they thought they caught the Night Stalker and they attribute it to Richard Ramirez. And Richard Ramirez did fucked up shit. Yeah. But this was a separate guy doing shit. That was even worse, yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever you think about it, too, like, he stalked his his houses meticulously, got into, you know, the houses and, you know, stashed his shit. Like, it reminds me of, like, BTK. Yeah. In all honesty, like, of how methodical it was. And he he was like a human hunter. He prepared himself before... You know, he actually did anything. Like, it was like, if BTK 
was doing shit like every week. Yeah. Because <laughs> like he didn't take years between. He yeah. would just like go out. He was just going on rampages, and it was it is fucking terrifying. That's crazy. And I'm ready to get into it for the next week's episode. Well, I'm ready to end. We doing a two parter on that one. I think there's enough material to do two parts on this guy. You know we could probably. Never mind. I'll talk about it later. All right. But yeah. Anyway. So see you guys next week. Bye. Peace out, bitches. Later. Bye.